What's going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Raptors Community Podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about a couple different things. First, talk about some general NBA playoff stuff, and then your questions that you submitted for uh, some Q&A, some fan mailbag, so to speak. Uh, let's start with the NBA playoffs here. One of the things that I do want to talk about is the most interesting series ranked 1-8. to eight. And maybe if any of my picks have changed. So here's my list that I made prior to the playoffs. So at number one, I had Bucks versus Heat. The Bucks are now up 2-0 in this series. And it's a little more lopsided than I expected. I think their ability to pull out game one was huge for their confidence. And then in game two, they just started hitting their three ball. So for me, I think that uh, this was a series that I was most excited for. And it has lived up. Game two was a blowout, but I expect the Heat to punch back a little bit in the next couple of games. But this series is super exciting, super fun to watch. Another one that's right up there as well as Suns versus Lakers. Suns hit first. Devin Booker went off. Chris Paul came through in the clutch. Uh, LeBron feel out game one. I think we're going to see the Lakers bounce back. On YouTube, I posted my parlay that I made for this for my sports bet. Uh, and then I've been doing like these daily recaps too. So if you're interested in like the NBA playoffs in general, uh, feel free to check that out. Uh, number three is Knicks versus Hawks. I think that this is a really fun series that's going seven games. Uh, Hawks won game one by a Trey Young game-winning floater. Madison Square Garden's electric. It's a super fun series to cheer for. Another one's Blazers Nuggets. Uh, I think this is a great series because you know you got Norman Powell, you've got uh, Dame and CJ, of course, and then on Denver you've got the MVP and Nikola Jokic. So that's a fun series. That's also going to be a long series as well. Clippers Mavericks at number five. I'm just not sold on the Mavericks, even though they won game one. I really expect the Clippers to win this series pretty handily. I predicted in five. Uh, Sixers Wizards is in number six. I just think that there's a lot of superstar power here. So there's potential for really fun, exciting games. Game one was super fun because they're running up and down the floor, super energetic. We got a great Bradley Beal game. We got Westbrook turnovers, a classic experience. Uh, and Joel Embiid closing this one out. Number seven, Jazz Grizzlies. I really don't think the Grizzlies have much of a shot here. I know they won game one, but I just think that if Donovan Mitchell comes back for game two, this series is probably as good as done. But the Grizzlies have been super fun to watch, and that first game was absolutely amazing. And at number eight, Nets Celtics. I don't think I need to to say much there. Let's go right into the fi- the fan Q&A here. Not too much NBA talk. Let's let's stick with Raptors. There is a little bit of other stuff as well, which is fun. But um, just a, a note before I get into it, there's a lot of draft-related questions that I got in here. Let's just say there's a lot of draft content coming this week. Keep an eye on my YouTube Raptors community. If you haven't already subscribed, please do that. We're in the 700s, uh, trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the playoffs. That would be awesome. So... Uh, just one quick break before we go into the Q&A section. All right, welcome back. Uh, <clears throat> let's get right into the questions here. So first question, can Siakam be the first option for the Raptors? Yes, I think he can. The question is, is he now? No, I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure uh, we've seen that this year. He was unable to carry the team. He did really good in 20. 20 but a lot of it was 
you know, he's an energy type player, right? He feeds off of a crowd. So it felt like this season he really struggled to get energy. Uh, obviously, they're not being fans. And if there were, they weren't cheering for the Raptors most of the time. So he definitely struggled under that environment. But late in the season, he really started to turn on and look like an all-star level player again. So I think he can be the first option for sure down the line. He's only 27, I believe. So he's still a young player. And obviously raw because he started playing basketball in his late teen years uh, out of Cameroon. So definitely think he can be the first option. He isn't right now, but I think that developing through the draft, you might also pick up a guy with the talent level to be a first option type player, especially with Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster um, running the show there. I think they can definitely find someone who will fit the bill as hopefully the type of player who can become that. I'm not fully convinced there's any player on the Raptors who can be that. Fred Van Vliet, I'm not sure about that. Uh, on a championship team specifically, right? Because the goal is winning a title here. Maybe Gary Trent Jr., maybe OG Ananobi in a few years. But right now, there is no guy like that. And they'll need a guy like that down the line. So we'll just continue to see who they develop and the type of players they get over the next few years. And maybe they'll sign and trade Lowry as well. I'll talk more about that in a few minutes, though. Uh, next question is, am I a Leafs fan? Yeah, I started a page called Leafs Community. Honestly, it's become too much workload, though, on top of everything I do with the Raptors page and all the content I provide you guys with. So I am not going to be fully invested in that Leafs page, unfortunately. But yeah, I am a Leafs fan. Um, I do watch casually, and then during the playoffs, I'll watch every game. Obviously, they're up 2-1 right now, and they're looking good. We'll see if they can win tonight on the second half of back-to-back and really get a stranglehold on the series uh, and try and close it out. So I'm excited for them. Hopefully they can go far in the playoffs this year. Next question. Is Curry the MVP? Well, I want to know what your guys' thoughts on this is because there's a lot of differing opinions in the NBA world. A lot of people deduce it down to if you take them off the team, where are they? Oh, they're probably getting the first overall pick. That's how bad this team would be without Steph Curry. And with him, they had a shot at... Not only being in the 8th seed, but they're in the playing tournament as well. But that team, once uh, Curry gets doubled and really they take the ball out of his hands at half court, that team is not nearly as good as they could be. Uh, I think they'll be a lot better next season with Klay Thompson back in the mix and James Wiseman healthy again. But Curry's not my MVP. I picked Jokic because he's having an insane season. And when Jamal Murray went down, that team just got better and, and stayed afloat because of him so he's definitely my mvp who's going to be a part of the raptors future when i came to this question i quickly just noted down the first three or four players that came to my head and the four guys that i think of are fred van vliet gary trent jr og Ananobi, malachi flynn uh you might be concerned seeing no pascal siakam i think there's a world where he has a tough season this year or the price is right and he gets traded Obviously, Kyle Lowry is not a part of the future because of his age and the feeling that it's going to be a side and trade this offseason. I just think that, um, yeah, I feel like Kyle Lowry's out of the, like, one foot out the door this season. Didn't really play near the end there, but um, I don't really think he's going to be a part of their future necessarily. And same thing with Pascal Siakam. Another question I got, which is sort of related to this, is who should we get if we sign and trade Kyle Lowry, right? So say we, we sign Kyle Lowry under his... Since we have his bird rights, we can sign him into the luxury tax uh, and then trade him for a young asset. 
There are a couple of assets that I would want as the main trade piece, and this was a big talking point of the trade deadline this year, and it's probably the same three guys that I'm thinking of. If the Miami Heat are interested, I, I would want Tyler Hero in return. I'd maybe even consider Duncan Robinson and Precious Achua as well. I think that's a really good package. Uh, I think it adds Duncan Robinson, a big wing who can score, and Precious Achua, um, a cornerstone big man who has shown athletic ability, not necessarily a super talented player as like a scorer or a dribbler, but a guy who's maybe Bam out of bio light at this point in his career. Another team that would be interesting is the 76ers. I think either Maxi or Thibel and maybe a pick is interesting to me. I think those guys are all good enough return for him. And I think that obviously both all these trades come with cap filler as well. So maybe you can pick up a veteran to help on the wing or as a big man. Um, maybe pick up Tony Bradley as well, who's a young big man that the Sixers don't really play. The third trade package is the Lakers with Taylor Horton Tucker. I think he'd be an interesting player uh, to acquire. And then some other cap filler. You, on the other side, make a trio of Kyle Lowry, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. That team would be absolutely amazing. They're already title favorites and now uh, title for, I guess, reigning champs. And maybe they'll win again this year. So, I don't know. I think that would be an interesting fit as well. Another question that I got, only a few more left here. Once again, this is going to be a short pod. Um, going to be coming to you guys with a big draft pod on the weekend this week. But what should the Raptors do this offseason? So I'm just going to keep it pretty simple and straight up here. The two things that I think they have to do are, uh, well, actually, I guess it's more like four things, is re-signing Gary Trent Jr., Kem Birch. I think those two guys would be pivotal. Trent Jr. as a cornerstone young player on the Raptors roster, and Kem Birch as the guy who filled out the big man spot and gave us the ability to be a little more active in the pick and roll, uh, switching on defense with him and a guy who can grab rebounds and, and block shots um, and who can catch lobs. I think he's a perfect fit with this young team as a veteran who seems very poised. And another thing is signing and trading Kyle Lowry. I think that's big to add some talent onto the roster, some guys on the bench, and really deepen this team. The struggles with the Raptors this year is that they weren't a very deep team. If you can add some young guys like that, you can really increase the depth of this roster and make it a little more interesting there. Another one is draft a young prospect and start to develop him. Obviously, that's going to happen through the draft. The Raptors, I think, have three picks this year, two seconds and a first. Maybe you can package those seconds together for a late first and maybe pin a player to that as well. Um, to a team that wants some tangible guys in the raw in the fill, uh, in to fill a position in the roster, maybe like Bembry, and two seconds for a late first to a team that's looking to compete next year. Um, then another thing is add veterans to fill holes and add roster depth. So some guys that I saw in terms of veterans, would be like Kelly Olynyk or Robin Lopez, or maybe even, maybe even Bielitsa, as well as a stretch four who can fill minutes at the four spot, Olynyk or Lopez as a guy who can fill in at the five. And then a couple of young guys as well that I thought about were Lowry Markkinen or Lonzo Ball, both of which you'd probably have to um, sign and trade to acquire them because they're both going to make good money, right? 
potentially in the 20 million range given how young they are and how much promise they both have as players and the raptors have 101 million dollars on the books for next season in what's expected to be a 109 million dollar salary cap or so um, and then they have a mid-level and biannual exception for nine and three million respectively so they don't really have the money to tie into one big player like that they can definitely add a bunch of Little players to the mix to fill out the roster with like a guy like Olenek or Lopez or Bielitsa. But then an interesting trade to me would be if the Bulls are all in. Uh, Markkanen for Lowry would be an interesting trade to me. Maybe Markkanen and Cap Filler for $25 million of Kyle Lowry. We obviously know they're trying to contend right now. So you could trade an asset back for a guy who can help you win right now. All right, two more questions here before I round this one off. Um... Who am I supporting in these playoffs? There's two teams that I've been really uh, keeping my eye on and hoping that they win. The Bucks are one, and I just like Giannis. He's just an upfront great player, and I feel like now is the year for them, so I'm excited to see them uh, hopefully take down Miami and then go head-to-head against this Brooklyn team. That should be super fun, and that's the one series I'm really anticipating right now. And then the Portland Trailblazers as well, because they have Norman Powell, who we can talk about him not getting enough shots out there in Portland, but I think they can win a first round series and, and be competitive in a second round. So I'd be excited to see them uh, move on as the sixth seed there. So those are the two teams I'd want to see uh, move on in the NBA playoffs. All right, last question you guys asked. Would I want to sign Rashawn Holmes? That's a great player. I didn't even think of him in my list when I was looking at players the Raptors could get this offseason. Uh, I don't know if he's a restricted free agent or restricted free agent or whatever he may be, but I think he'd be a great addition to the roster. I feel like the Sacramento is not going to want to get rid of him by any means, but if the Raptors can find their way to get him, he would be huge as a younger version of Ken Birch, essentially, a guy who provides a lot of energy, reminds me a bit of Montrez Harrell as well, um, and just a great young player with a lot of promise who can do it on both ends. So I think he'd be an amazing addition to the Raptors roster and would really help uh, be a good glue guy as well uh, for the team. That's it for this podcast. Thank you guys for listening very much. I may pin a second a second segment to the end of this to make it a little longer. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do yet, but this ends this first segment. Uh, thank you guys for listening and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Peace out.